We close out the week with one more list, ranking all 32 defensive line rooms in the National Football League. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome to the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Friday. We've got the defensive line rankings for you today here on the show as we continue our 2023 positional rankings series on the TDN Daily Podcast. We flip over to the defensive side of the ball. If you haven't gotten a chance to go back and listen to all of the offensive um, episodes, they're all in the backlog. You can do so in your podcast feed. You can do so on the Draft Network YouTube channel. We went through the entirety of the offense here over the last week or so and have gotten those episodes done. We now flip over to the defensive side of the ball and today it is the defensive lineman and what a tough and tall task this was because you've got teams that play different fronts defensively uh, the classification of players as defensive ends defensive linemen defensive tackles interior d linemen i mean it's just there's a lot of information to kind of comb through so here is just the overview here we removed strictly pass rushers or at least we tried to we tried to remove players that are considered that edge group and so hopefully when we do the edge show on monday we have a better reflection of that group and hopefully this group uh reflects the non-edge players on the defensive line um properly now i will say one of the things i'd like to say here at the beginning before we get started before we get into this um this show and into these rankings we as a football society need to come together and do a better job of classifying players along the defensive line and classifying edge players and D-line, D-tackle players and defensive ends. And we need to do a better job. And we need to come together and have one unified approach to this because you go to different places and players are classified different things and it just becomes a bit of a challenge. It becomes a bit of a bit of a mystery of how players are going to be uh, classified. So that is the that is my PSA from this list is that we need to come together as a football community and do a better job of classifying the players on the defensive line with the edge and non-edge groups. We can do better here uh, and it would certainly help out this list uh, for next season. Okay. Without further ado, the, the, the pre-show chat was was fired up. They were lo- asking about teams. We didn't share uh, any specifics, but there were people that were upset about where the Colts were going to be, people w- wanting to know where the Steelers were going to be. We were very, very in the weeds uh, before the show even began. So without further ado, uh, let's get this show on the road. And we will start with, and I'll do these in chunks. So we'll go the top five first, um, and then we can have any conversation. If there are any comments from the chat, I will read them, and then we can continue on from there. So for the top spot for me, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Armstead and Kinlaw, two great pieces, and they add Javon Hargrave, uh, Hargrave in free agency. Uh, how is that not the, the top team uh, when it comes to these uh, defensive line, defensive tackle, non-edge rankings? So they're number one for me. Uh, this might be a bit of a surprise. I have the Atlanta Falcons. Number two, uh, Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell, David Onyemeta. Uh, anchoring that group there at number two. I have the New York Giants at number three. Williams and Lawrence kind of leading the way there, but they've got some decent depth with Nunez, Roaches, and Robinson. Uh, I've got the Washington Commanders four. Uh, Allen and Payne um, leading the way there, but they've uh, they've got Mathis. They've got Ridgeway. Some other really good depth pieces there. They're at four. And Miami uh, in at number five. Wilkins, Sealer, and Davis round out 
the top five for me. So just to recap for the YouTube chat, we've got San Francisco one, Atlanta two, Washington three, and uh, I'm sorry, San Francisco one, Atlanta two, the Giants three, the, uh, the Commanders four, and the Dolphins five. Those are our teams that sit atop our defensive line, defensive tackle lists uh, here uh, for 2023. So that is one through five. We will go through the next tier and round out the top 10. People were asking. People wanted to know where they were. The Pittsburgh Steelers here at number six. Hayward and Ungujobi uh, leading the way there for them at number six. Philadelphia at number seven. Cox, Carter, Davis. Um, your, your Davis, year two player. Carter, a rookie. You know, they lose Hargrave. I think if they obviously had Hargrave, they'd be probably atop this list. Um, so I kind of wanted to split the difference on where I put Philly on this list because Davis was good when he was out on the field in 2023. Didn't want to penalize them too much um, for Carter as a rookie. So this felt like a nice little middle ground for them uh, at number seven. I've got Cincinnati at eight. Hill and Reeder leading the charge for them as the top. To me, if you have, and, and you, you'll kind of start to see this, if you have two really good options, um, that's going to put you higher up on this list. Depth is kind of one of those teams where, uh, there's one of these places where depth is nice, and if you have a nice, well-rounded group that's going to help you a little bit, but you really got to be able uh, to pack a punch uh, towards the top of your depth chart here uh, at this list. We've got Buffalo at nine, Oliver, Jones, Ford, Settle, and Phillips. Um, that's a group there that again, kind of the depth at Oliver just got paid a, what a ton of money in free agency. It's like 60 plus million dollars, 45 million of it guaranteed. Um, and, and they've got a decent depth group. Heldy, you were asking where the Colts were. You were asking where the Colts were. Here they are. They make the top 10. They are here at 10, uh, Buckner, Stewart, and Brian. Don't worry, Heldy. I know in the pre-show you were worried that they weren't going to be inside the, the top 16 or 14. We get them in there at number 10. Um, they, they clock in there at number 10 for me. And then what you're going to start to see here as this list progresses is these next chunk of teams. I would say from Indy down, Indy through, I think, team 14, what you're going to see is a team that's got one really, really good defensive lineman. And that having that player, I wanted to represent that team and that player accordingly because that player is so good at the position that they needed to be higher up uh, on the list. Whereas if if you just took the rest of the room um, and you weighted it almost the same as that player, these teams might be a little bit lower and that doesn't feel in line with how good the room is because of how good that top line player is. And I think that starts with Indy. Um, it certainly uh, works with the Rams here at number 11 with Aaron Donald. Um, the Jets are at number 12, Quinn and Williams. They've got some decent depth in um, Jefferson and Woods to kind of help with the run, but Quinn and Williams does a lot of the heavy lifting there. Um, we've got the Tennessee Titans at 13 with Jeffrey Simmons, and then the Kansas City Chiefs at 14 um, with Jones. And Bailey kind of kind of saw it in the chat that it was coming with the Chiefs and the Rams. So I think this tier, um, you know, the Rams, the Jets, the Titans, and the Chiefs, you've got the top player doing a lot of the heavy lifting in Aaron Donald, in Quinn and Williams, in Jeffrey Simmons, um, and in Chris Jones, right? I think those are the players um, that, again, on their own, they're top eight players at this, at this position if we were just you know, ranking defensive linemen. The rest of those rooms aren't great. They leave a lot to be desired. And so for me, putting those teams 11 through 14 felt very reasonable and felt like we split the difference well accordingly with how we want this list to ultimately look. But again, we will have the debate once the list is all done. A team that I'm that I'm super high on that I think could end up being higher on this list um, if we did this at the end of the season would be the Green Bay Packers. Clark and Wyatt, um, leading the way for them there. Uh, I've got Carolina here at, at 16. Again, another team I know Sportsnet was asking where Carolina was. I think another team, um, Derek Brown, 
Kind of in that same mold that we're talking with the Jets, the Titans, the Chiefs. I'll put the Packers in front of the Panthers because I think I like the idea of Clark and Wyatt as a combo over Brown and what the rest of the Carolina team has. But they're close. They're 15 and 16 for me. Um, Tampa Bay, a team that's got upside if you want to bet on Kalaja Kansi, but you guys know what we do here. We kind of try to take this at face value going in to 2023. We don't know a lot about Kalaja Kansi as an NFL player. We know nothing about Kalaja Kansi as an NFL player, but they do have Vita Vea, who's a very strong interior D tackle presence. Um, and if Kalaja Kansi is pretty good, they'll probably end up being higher on this list. So we have them split the difference here at 17. Uh, we got Denver at 18, Allen Jones, uh, Allen and Jones kind of leading the way there. Uh, I got the Patriots at 19, Barrymore, Christian Barrymore, a really good player. Um, Lawrence Guy also in that room as well at 19. And rounding out the top 20 would be the Minnesota Vikings with Phillips, Lowry, and Bullard. So that's the top 20 um, so far. And then the bottom part of this list, I think, is where I thought I felt some things. Um, things felt a little bit more comfortable in this part of the list for me, I will say. We've got Jacksonville at 21 um, with Robertson Harris, uh, Foley Fadukasi. Um, two really good players. Uh, Seattle with Jones and Reed, two very good players. Um, Houston at 23, Collins, Rankins, and Ridgeway. It's a nice veteran presence there. Uh, Detroit at 24, Aline McNeil, Bugs, Kaminsky. I think that's just a solid group with some depth at 24. 25, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they, I know they addressed it with Siaki Ike in the draft, but this is probably the weakness of this defense. Tomlinson, Elliott, Winfrey, and Hurst. Uh, they added uh, Siaki Ike, but again, an unknown going into 2023. We've got the Baltimore Ravens, Pierce, Matabuke, Washington, and Jones making up that room. Uh, Dallas, a team that I feel like I want to be higher on, but that's because of how much I love Mozzie Smith. Um, and I, I think we, we need to see more from Mozzie Smith. We need to see him play at the NFL level before we can move this team up a little bit more. Um, if there was a weakness on this uh, on this defense uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers, it would be the interior. Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, Johnson, and Fox make up this group. They're 28th. Bailey, here you are. The Chicago Bears at 29. Again, a group that's got some pieces that maybe long-term you like with Dexter and Pickens, but factoring into this year, you got to look at Jones, Billings, and Walker amongst that group, a group that doesn't really do a whole lot for me, so I have them 29. And then the bottom three, the Raiders, Nichols, Tillery, and Young. you got a rookie in there as well. Um, the New Orleans Saints, I know a lot of people love Brian Brzee, but they had a mass exodus in free agency. They had a lot of players leave, and so it's Saunders, Shepard, and Brzee that make up the interior of that defensive line, and then I think the worst defensive line um, in all of football, the Arizona Cardinals. Lecky Fotu, Rashard Lawrence, Jonathan Ledbetter make up that, that group, and I don't know what that group's going to be able to do um, for them this year. I think that's one of the weaknesses of a defense that does have a lot of weaknesses. Hopefully, Jonathan Gannon can get a little bit more out of them, um, but that is the concern that I have. So, okay, we've now read through all 32 teams. Um, Taylor B says Devon Hamilton has been doing very well for Jacksonville uh, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have Hamilton listed as a player, um, as a player of note for them, um, in, in my rankings. Uh, and Taylor also has, but honestly, interior D line is the hardest for me to rank outside of the top guys. I would agree. This was probably the toughest list for me to rank. Um, do I feel super comfortable, uh, ranking defensive linemen and defensive tackles? No, I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say, no, it's probably the group that I feel least comfortable with of, of the entire series that we're going to do. This is probably the group that I feel the least comfortable with. Um, and again, outside of those top guys where you can, where it's pretty easy to kind of slot them in. I think after, you know, 14 or so, you kind of start to struggle where teams to, uh, where, where to put teams. Healthy says, if I say what I'm thinking, I may be attacked. No, Healthy. Healthy, you are free to say whatever you want here on this show. You are free to, to criticize any part of this list. Um, Bailey says, I, I have thoughts on the Falcons and the Bills first up, also the Cowboys. You want to put the Cowboys higher? Um, you can. 
You can. I I I like Atlanta's group. I think David Onyemet is a really good player. I think Campbell's a good player. Grady Jarrett. I think they are, they're three deep along that line. Um, and I think they're three really good players. The depth plays in. I I, I like Grady Jarrett. I, I I like Atlanta. And I, and I know that's gonna make me. I know that's gonna make me unpopular. Um, but I'm. I'm very, very content with where I have Atlanta on this list. And if I did move them down, it wouldn't be very far. Um, I think it would be below maybe the Giants and the Commanders, um, and they would end up being four. But th- th- that would be as, as low as I'm willing to go. Bailey wants to move the Cowboys up. Um, wants to move the Cowboys up. I can move them in front of... Oh, Diggy Zoo is a good player. So I think we could put... And they got Gallimore as well. Um, we can move them in front of Baltimore. I think that would be a team that we can uh, immediately put them in front of. We could put them in front of Cleveland if, if that's the debate that we want to have. Um, maybe Detroit. They feel very similar to Detroit. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry. I like I like the Falcons. Now maybe maybe we can we can we can move the Giants up to two and and we can we can have Atlanta at four and that feels um, like I'm not sliding the Atlanta Falcons too much. I like that group. I really do. Um, so we'll 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 do this. We'll do this. We'll 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 put the we'll put the the Falcons at 4 and top 4 feels good for me. And then and then we'll flip Washington and the Giants. Even though I I do like Washington, but I think the depth of of uh, I do like New York, but I think the depth of Washington is is pretty good. So, we'll have San Francisco, Washington, the Giants and the Falcons. Um and we're going to lock that in. We're going to lock that in. And you know what? We'll go, we'll go to this screen here. We'll go to the we'll go to the screen for the podcast listening audience. We've gone to the full screen where all the teams are listed. Um, Travis Jones for Baltimore over Mozzie Smith. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the other thing that 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 led me to putting Baltimore in front is I, I like Travis Jones a lot. Mozzie Smith's a relative unknown. I don't know, guys. I don't know where we can really get Dallas. Maybe we can get Dallas in front of Baltimore and Cleveland, but that's really about it. I like Detroit's room a lot better in terms of depth. And again, Mozzie Smith is a player that we don't know a lot about right now. And so that because we're we're trying to be intellectually consistent here with what with what our principles are, we're we're waiting we're weighting rookies as a net neutral. We're not saying that they're good or bad. We're just rating them as a net neutral for these rankings. And so for me, that that puts Dallas lower on this list. Now at the end of the season, could they be much higher? Yes, absolutely. Um, but I just think for right now, this this room going into 2023 is going to be towards the back. Um and it clearly was for the back. They use a first round pick on a player for the position. And so that's the other thing that I think is, is important to take away here. So is there anybody else here inside um, the top 10 that we want to discuss? Wait, is that Jonathan Buller on Minnesota? Yes, it is. Down here at 20. You're missing Hankins on the Dallas list. Was one of the better run stuffers last year in the league. The Bills. Bailey wants to go to the Bills. You want to move the Bills down? I think once you start to move the Bills down, and I'm willing to have the conversation, we start to move them behind all of those teams. It's time to respect DeForest Bunkner and Grover Stewart. I have the Indianapolis Colts number 10 on the list, and, and you are now accusing me. We For the folks that are listening to the just the podcast feed, in the pre-show, Heldy, Heldy made, the, made, the, made the case that he was going to be upset that if Indy wasn't in the top 16 in the top 14. And I said to him, I said, Heldy, if I have them ranked higher, then you need to have my back and you need to defend me. I have the Indianapolis Colts 10th on this list. I have them as a top 10 team. And Heldy is immediately, is, is immediately 
going against me and fighting me on this list. Adebore, we would consider a net neutral for this list. If, 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 if I, I could write Adebore's name down if it would make you feel better, but he's a net neutral. For the, the sake of this list going into 2023, he's a net neutral for what we are trying to do here. And he was a fourth round pick, as Sam mentioned in the chat. I don't I like I liked I like Edabore. I don't I don't I don't want to do discount Edabore. I don't want to talk bad about him. I like him as a player. But going into 2023, he's an unknown. He's a net neutral for me as a, as a in ranking here. All right, here, here you go. Here you go. Here you go, Heldy. I moved him up to nine. I moved Buffalo down. Does that make you feel better? There you go. They're now inside the top ten. I'm not putting him in front of Cincinnati and Philadelphia. I'm not doing it. I'm, 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 I'm not, no, I'm, 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 give me the Bengals group. Now we moved the Bills down one spot, which started the discussion that we were originally having here, which was about the Bills. Now I will say, I think if we start to discuss a Bills fall, they're going to have to go behind 11 through 14, which is the Rams, the Jets, the Titans, and the Chiefs. Because again, I think if we're going to say that Ed Oliver is just average, and if it's just a bunch of guys, which again, I, I think, I don't largely disagree, but I think the group is deep in terms of depth, and I think that should matter. And so I guess I guess the question that I have is they have a deep group of maybe at best average players. Isn't Shouldn't that be good enough to be a top half of the league defensive line? And so I would feel comfortable slotting them in. I think slotting them in behind, I had them, where we had them? We had them ninth. We're going to drop them a little bit. Which is, which is okay. I think we slot him in here. We slot him in at 14. So we, we we slot the Rams, the Jets, the Titans, and the Chiefs who have that one big major impact player. We have them in front of them. And then we put the Bills at, at 14. I like their depth over Green Bay. I like Green Bay's top two guys. But I don't, I, you know, their depth is, I think, better. And I think they're better than the teams behind them. So I think that's that's a more fair representation of what we're trying to do with with this list. That's why we talk these things out, because what I was trying to do with Buffalo ultimately ended up needing to move a couple of spots. So I think we're ready to lock in the remain. I think we're ready to lock in all the way down to Buffalo at 14. Miami, Pittsburgh, Philly, the Bengals, the Colts, the Rams, the Jets, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Bills. I'm ready to lock all the way down to 14, which is rare for us. I don't think we've locked this far down this quickly. But now we have the back half of the list. Now we'll do the thing. We'll, we'll flip to the end. Does anybody disagree with the bottom three teams? Does anybody disagree with the Raiders at 30, the Saints at 31, and the Cardinals at 32? Is there any other team outside of that group that you want to make a case to move into the list? Miami feels somewhat high, but that's my only real issue. I mean, I, I just like Christian Wilkins a lot. It's just a personal bias with Christian Wilkins, and, and Sealer's a good player. So the bottom three of the list. So Bailey says, I mean, I think the bottom four of those teams. So so it, so it's just an order thing. If it's just an order thing and like we're moving teams at most two or three spots, I think at the bottom of the list, it doesn't matter. So we're going to lock in those teams. We're going to lock in the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Cardinals. Yeah, the Bears, it, the Bears are, it, I think what's going to help the Bears is just that they have a bunch of guys. Right? But I've got two rookies in here. So I can't, you know, I'm kind of, I don't want to say handcuffed because I think this is a better I think this is a better way to do this list of view rookies as a net neutral and look at the rest of the rooms. 
So I think I think we're going to lock this in. Let me make all these bold up here so we can see what exactly we're working with here. What's still left. There's been a campaign to move the Ravens up. Oh, I don't know if I can put them higher than Detroit. Eugene, don't you worry. The Atlanta Falcons are all the way up here at four. And they're not moving. They're staying at four. Because I already moved them from two. I love this group. I am biased towards this Atlanta group. I think it's I think it's going to be very good this year. Pearson Jones are so powerful and Matabuke can penetrate upfield. <sighs> okay, we can put him in front of Cleveland. I can't. I, I think the highest I could get them would be 23 because I don't think I could put them in front of Seattle because I think Jones and Reed are too good. So let's think. We can move them in front of Cleveland and I'd feel okay about it. Could we move them in front of Detroit? Could we move them in front of Detroit? Bailey, I see your comment about the Bucs. I want to finish this Ravens conversation first. It feels as if there's not a lot of concern, a lot of questions about this. So since that's that's a thing, we'll just we'll leave them here. So I think the highest we could get the highest we could get Baltimore that I would feel comfortable with, that I think is in line with my thinking, would be 23. Right? Because I don't love the group. I don't think they're as good as Seattle. I think I think we could we could debate the order here of twenty three through twenty seven. And you, again, we're arguing on the margins. It's what we always do here. It's what I love about doing these rankings because it's the, it, this is the place we spend the most time. Is we just get in the weeds on the these teams at the back of the list, and I love it. I appreciate every single one of you that this is where we go with these lists. I think Baltimore to still be in line with what we what we are thinking are the Vikings better than the Ravens? I think the Vikings are. I think the Vikings are better than the Ravens. I think Bullard's a good player. I think Phillips is a good player. Seattle is better. I do think Seattle's better. Again, I think the ceiling is is 23. And so I think we have to ask ourselves, can we make the case that Baltimore is better than Cleveland? I think we can make that case. I think we can. I, I like you know, I like Perrion Winfrey. I'm kind of kind of biased in that regard. I think this Detroit group's solid because of the depth, but I think Baltimore has a similar case. All right, let's do that. Let's just see what it looks like. Let's put Baltimore at 23 and see how we feel about it. See how we feel about it. I think I'm going to lock I think I'm going to lock these two teams in at 26 and 27. And then we're going to be debating 15 through 25. Collins, Rankins and Ridgeway or McNeil, Bugs and Kaminsky. I kind of want to move Detroit up a spot. I am going to move Detroit up a spot. I'm going to move Detroit up a spot. And then I think we can lock into this 23 through 25 being Baltimore, Detroit, and Houston. And now we're debating 15 through 22. Packers at 15, Panthers at 16, Bucks at 17, Broncos at 18, Patriots at 19, Vikings at 20, Jags 21, Seattle 22. The Bucks are probably better than the Packers. The Bucks are probably better than the Packers. Man, I like Clark and White a lot. But I think Greg Gaines was good last year. Vita Vey is a monster, and Logan Hall and Kansi could move them higher if they hit. But Bailey, but Bailey, the, the comment there is tough because Logan and Hall and Kansi could move them higher. They could, but we can't. Kansi's a net neutral. I think this. I think this is the perfect the, the perfect splitting of the difference of what Kansi could give them. But maybe Gaines is a good enough player to put them in front of the Panthers. 
If we move the box... Man, I like, I like Wyatt a lot. I do. But maybe, maybe I'm liking the idea of Wyatt more so than the actual player that we've seen so far, and I think that's an important distinction to be make to, to be to be made. Okay, all right, you've convinced me, chat. You've convinced me. We'll move, we'll move the Bucks up to 15. We'll put them behind the Packers, but I'm not moving the Packers lower than 16. You, that's it. We're locking in 15 and 16. Um, I think the only other. I mean, Tate, we could, I mean, here, I'll, I'll put Keon White's name down here for this, for New England, but he's going to be considered a net neutral for us because we don't know anything about him. And so going into the 2023 season, we don't know what we're going to have from him. So we have to basically view him as a neutral and then the rest of the group. I, I think, I think if there were two candidates for teams to move down, I, I think we can move these two teams down, New England and Minnesota and move Jacksonville and Seattle up. If we wanted to split hairs and do this, those would be the teams that I would I would consider. But Seattle has a lack of depth outside of Jones and Reed. I like Jacksonville's group. I feel comfortable locking in Carolina at 17. And then I think Denver, New England, I would move Jacksonville up a spot or two. It's kind of what I want to do. It's kind of what I want to do. I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do this. I want to flip Jacksonville and Minnesota and have Jacksonville at 20. And I think I would take New England's group over Jacksonville's group. Yeah, all right. We're going to lock this in. And then we're going to read the list one more time. And that's it. We, we did the... Honestly, this was the list that I thought was going to cause the most debate and consternation. And I feel like... I feel I feel some validation that I did pretty okay here, that that we didn't move a ton. So here is the finalized 2023 defensive line, defensive tackle, non-edge defensive line players list: San Francisco one, Washington two, the Giants three, the Falcons four, the Dolphins five, the Steelers six, the Eagles seven, the Bengals eight, the Colts nine, the Rams ten, the Jets eleven, the Titans twelve. The Chiefs 13, Bills 14, Bucks 15, Packers 16, Panthers 17, Broncos 18, Patriots 19, Jags 20, Vikings 21, Seahawks 22, Ravens 23, Lions 24, Texans 25, Browns 26, Cowboys 27, the Chargers 28, the Bears 29, the Raiders 30, the Saints 31, and the Cardinals 32. And Sam Teat saying this was surprisingly smooth. Yes, it was absolutely surprisingly smooth. I was shocked. That it was so smooth, but hey, means means we're getting better at these putting these lists together, which is very very uh, preferred. It makes makes our jobs a lot easier here when we do these lists. I appreciate everybody being a part of the conversation all week long. Appreciate everybody enjoying the show and being a part of the show and listening to the show all week long. We greatly appreciate it. another fun week in the books here for the TDN Daily Podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we continue these lists next week. We move to the edge groups on Monday. That is when. We will uh, continue these positional ranking series next week. We will have edge players on Monday. We will have um, true linebackers on Wednesday, and then we'll get to corners on Friday. And then I think we've got safeties and coaches left to go for these positional rankings for 2023. Um, so that that is what we've got left here on the on the docket for these positional ranking series. It's been such a, a fun series to put together. These lists have been so much fun. Um, 
And it was it was a blast. So please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Greatly appreciate it. Helps us in the algorithm. Um, helps us continue to grow this show. And we are seeing the growth here over the last couple of weeks. And it is all thanks to each and every one of you who make this show a part of your day, whether you're doing so in the podcast feed or you're doing so on the YouTube side of things. Speaking of the YouTube side of things, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can catch this show live on YouTube, the video version. You get to see the list. You get to see me. You get to see the chat. You get to be a part of the show it is always a blast. It is a great time, and you can join us Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to catch the video version, you can't join us live. You can do show on the Draft Network YouTube channel underneath the live tab. All of the VODs from these streams are still there. And you also get to be a part of the pre-show if you join us live, which we are going to get into here in just a second. So I hope everybody has a great rest of their Friday. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks for being a part of the show all week long, and we'll talk to you all on Monday.